I'm here with Mike Weaver, men's ministry director for almost 10 years at Christ Church. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Good to see you. You too. So before we get going, I want to do a couple icebreakers just to have some fun and get to know each other a little bit better. So my first one for you is, do you have a favorite action movie? If Shawshank Redemption's an action movie, I don't know. <laughs> kind of. It's got some action in it. Yeah. Are you not much of an action movie kind oh, of Oh, I love action movies. I mean, Dawn says that's all I watch. <laughs> so, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, Jeremiah Johnson. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. That's uh, Robert Redford. Um, his family was uh, killed because he went into territory uh, where he shouldn't be, so they killed his family, and then he had to try to survive for several years in the mountains. Yeah. That sounds pretty action-packed. Yeah. Okay, well, good answer. So, second question, and you're going to notice a trend. These are all definitely manly questions because there's there's nobody more manly than Mike Weaver. <laughs> so, okay, so second question: What is your favorite cut of steak? Who? Sirloin. You like the sirloin? Yes. Which medium well. Oh, medium well. You you get it a little on the crispy side. Yeah. You don't like it rare? No, I I like a medium. Okay. You know, to medium oil. And okay. I like ribeyes. Ribeyes are good, too. Yeah, I love ribeyes. Good choices. Okay, so third question, again with the men trend. What's your go-to hardware store in Memphis? Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace, local Home place? Home Depot. You're a Home Depot guy? I'm a Home Depot guy. Yep, that's, I am, too. Yes. I'm right there with you. And, I mean, I'm, I'm learning as I get older that I, I just it's like a toy store. Yes. I like to just go browse. And yes. I, I'll catch myself, I need a rake. And then I'll spend two hours in there looking at chainsaws. And Man, I'm like that. Yeah, I love that. All the and something new pops up that's battery powered. I love the new technology. Yeah, yeah. Bat- I have battery powered Ryobi chainsaw and a battery powered blower and a battery powered power inverter. They all work off the same battery, so I, I love that universal type stuff. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so fourth question: In your opinion, who has the best barbecue in Memphis? There's only 50 million choices. And I go to Central Barbecue an awful lot. Mm-hmm. But to say that they're the best, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the barbecue place that's on uh, Yates. Uh, okay. The, and they deliver to our church sometimes. I really like that guy's barbecue. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I know where Yates is, and I know I've probably yeah. had it before. But. It, at one time, it was Garibaldi's. Now it's a barbecue place where you order okay. barbecue. Well, we'll encourage people go to where Garibaldi's used to be on Yates and enjoy right. some delicious barbecue. That's right. We'll do that. Okay. Well, last icebreaker, and then we'll get into our actual conversation. What is your greatest piece of advice to men? Greatest advice is to find somebody that's gone through or going through what you're doing and see how they handled it. Mm. That's good. Okay. Well, that was, we ended on a heavy note, but that was good. It was good to get to know you on a a more fun level. So getting to know Mike Weaver and who you are from where you came from, where'd you grow up at? I, um, I I was born in Aberdeen, Mississippi, but we moved to South Haven, Mississippi, when I was, I think, about four or five years old. So I grew up in South Haven. Do you, how long were you in South Haven? Till um, I graduated high school, till about 82. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about your family growing up. How were they? Who were they? What did well, they do? Uh, my dad was a carpenter, and my mom was a housewife. And my dad 
um, had a cerebral hemorrhage of the brain when I was 10 years old. And so he was uh, in a coma up at the um, Veterans Hospital for about a year and a half, and he passed. And so my mother uh, started working in places and factories and all that. So that's kind of our background. We really didn't. We went to church some, a little bit, but not that much. Were you and your father close growing up? Well, I was so little. I do remember some, a few good things like uh, he would, you know, I would uh, help me push the mower, you know, in the yard and do different things. Uh, but I, I would love to have known him, but I really didn't get to know him that well. So I don't know a whole lot about him. I, I know he served in the military during the Korean War and things like that, but I really didn't get to know him like I would like to. Yeah. Did you have other men step into your life to kind of fill that role? I did. Um, so, like I said, I didn't grow up in church, and I met a, a friend of mine who was um, a football player in high school, Noel Clements, and uh, his family, they were pretty dedicated Christians, and they would come to the house and uh, get me up and pick me up and carry me to church as a teenager and that's how I came to Christ. They brought me, and I accepted Christ on a Wednesday night, which is unusual for now, but a pastor gave the invitation, and I went down, and he shared the gospel with me, and I accepted Christ on a Wednesday night as a teenager. Well, that's, I did want to get into your testimony, so that's a good segue into that, but I mean, what was it? Had you been going for weeks, and it just kind of, you felt the tug, or how, yeah, how was it? several weeks, and uh, he talked about how we're all sinners, and the only solution to our problem is by uh, repenting and receiving Christ. And it was really, you know, he was a Baptist minister, and he was really good about going through the neighborhood and witnessing. As a matter of fact, when I saw him coming, I used to, if I was at a friend's house, I'd climb out the back window <laughs> and run, and he would holler as I was running through the ditch. Or He was always, yeah. you know, hey, son, come back, the minister would, and I avoided that. And then I went to, to church with them, and I was sitting there, and I remember asking my friend, I said, man, am I, am I lost? And he said, I don't know, are you? And I said, well, if what he says is true, then I need to receive Christ. And I said, well, will you go with me? He said, yeah, I'll go down, but I won't talk. And I said, okay. So he went down with me, and I talked to the minister, and I confessed, you know, that I was a sinner, and and repented and received Christ. And so that's how I accepted Christ. How much of just kind of Christianity then, with your situation where your father passed when you were so young, how much of it was searching for a father, searching for that that father figure that kind of attracted you to Christianity? Man, I, I was really blessed like by that because Noel's dad was very calm, a very calm father with them and very level-headed and just really admired him. He worked at, for the railroad here in Memphis. That family was always there to listen to me, and just I really looked up to their dad a whole lot. I, matter of fact, I try to call him once every year or so and just tell them how much I love them and appreciate them for what they did for me because they they took me in. They had three sons and a daughter, and yet they let me hang out there all the time. And if, if they hadn't have gone out of their way, I doubt I would have ever accepted Christ. So they sound pretty paramount to your Man, yeah. to your upbringing then. Yeah. Well, so then 
you became a Christian in high school, so what happened after high school? You moved away from South Haven. After high school, I went in the Marine Corps, uh, which I was in the Marine Reserves. I served in the Marines. I worked different jobs for a while. And then Noel, my friend, he went to Southwestern, which is Rhodes College now for a while. And then he ended up going to Blue Mountain, and I met the Bible professor from Blue Mountain. I heard he was speaking at a church, and I went and listened to him, and I told him I felt like God wanted me to know more about the Scripture, and he wanted me to do something. I just didn't know what. And so he said, well, maybe you need to go to Blue Mountain College. And I ended up going to Blue Mountain College, and man, uh, Dr. Travis was my Bible professor, came close to him, and just really grew and uh, started out in youth ministry. I think I did a terrible job of that. And then I ended up kind of being bivocational most of the time. I had different jobs, um, but I worked as a firefighter and pastor. Several times I was full-time pastor and then, you know, went back to doing that and doing both. I want to go back to your time in the Marines. So what what was the urge to join the Marines versus going to college or anything else or starting to work? Well, it was, um, I really appreciated the way they looked precise about what they did and the way that the dress and the serve in the country. And the guy that I met in Whitehaven, and he was a firefighter. And man, that really interested me is firefighting. And so he showed me pictures about being a firefighter in the Marine Corps, and I, I just really, the challenge of it and all that, and it stated that it was the toughest boot camp, and I thought I really want to accept that challenge, so I, that's why I went in to do that. Do you think any of it had to do with kind of following in your father's footsteps to join the military? I do, knowing that my dad served and then that uh, that I would serve. It really made me appreciate the country and all the decisions that I get to make, and I felt like I earned my right to say and think what I feel by serving the country, you know, so I really appreciated that. And you may have said, how long were you in the Marines? How long did you uh, Eight serve? years. Eight years? Yeah, active reserve. Okay. You know? And so what pulled you away from being a part of that? Just by going to Bible college, you know, and studying the Bible and felt a call to be full-time in, in that direction. Can you talk about kind of the lead up to that decision? Had God been pulling on you for a long time or what was that what was that like? Yeah, it was just uh I felt like if I if I went to Bible college, I didn't exactly go to go in the ministry at first. I was just really curious about Bible knowledge and I knew I didn't have much. I started to read my Bible some, but I really wasn't as committed as I knew I would be if I if I went to college. So that's how I had the intensive training, you know, in the scriptures and things like that. So it really wanting to grow, you know, spiritually. And I knew I needed to be at a place like that with other men. And knowing that there were a lot of godly men at the college, I knew it would help me. How How was your faith while you were in the Marines? Was it difficult? Or um, you know, it- I was a religious lay leader in the Marine Corps as far as I while I was in boot camp, I prayed a lot and read my Bible. They had a little green Gideon New Testament, and I prayed a lot. And Marine drill instructors have a pretty foul mouth, and sometimes they would say, is anybody not like that? Uh, raise your hand, and I would raise my hand, and they'd go, well, I can appreciate that. And they'd still do whatever they wanted to, but yeah, they said, I'd appreciate that. So I, I went to religious services. There, there were really only Catholic services, so I had to go to Catholic church while, while I was in there. 
when did you start teaching? Well, do you remember your first sermon or anything like that? Because you talked about being a youth pastor. What was your first sermon? Yeah, well, since Mr. Clements worked at the railroad on Sundays, those men would get a break. I don't know if it was a smoke break or a lunch break, and we started volunteering to go and teach. And so, man, I was scared to death. I mean, those guys. and They're intense. Yes, and so they're sitting there and so that was how I started out, having to go and read and teach. And I was very shy and bashful and still am in a way. I'm kind of introvert, extrovert. Like I'm not real comfortable in big crowds or parties or things like that. But if I can get around two or three people, I'm kind of I'm better. But the Lord did kind of deliver me of that where I could speak in front of quite a few people to preach. Uh, that was a real transformation because before I couldn't have done that. While you were in Bible college, you talked about, you know, you were wanting to just grow and learning more about the Bible, not necessarily taking it any step further than that. What was the pull to preaching rather than just learning anymore? Because I saw how the influence changed my life, and uh, it was just by sharing a lifestyle and and sharing the gospel, and I thought, well, man, this is the most important message in the world, and I need to be sharing that. I felt led in that direction to not only just one-on-one, but how I could do that in a large setting or audience and not be ashamed. So that sort of led me in that direction. So what was your first preaching job? Well, my first pastorate I accepted was at a little church that's right outside of Sherman, Mississippi. Okay. And a church ordained me, and I took that church as a pastor. And, you know, did the best I could with what I had, but I think I could have done a lot better. What were some of the things you learned from that time? Ooh, that um, I was young and didn't know it all. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, when you have to do those things, like preached uh, quite a few funerals, never done funerals before until that time, Uh, did weddings, taught series of scripture through books of the Bible, and so it really helped me set a pattern for later on how to be more focused in what I was doing. Well, so I want to kind of jump around a little bit. So you're married to a lovely lady named Dawn who helps out at the church a lot. Can you tell me about Dawn and how you guys met? Yeah, so uh, I went through a divorce, and I I jokingly tell folks I met Dawn on Farmers Only, and uh, (laughs) she showed me her tractor, but I I did meet Dawn on Christian Mingle, Mm. and she was with a pastor's wife. I saw a picture of her on a a zip line or something like a climbing thing, and uh, so I commented on that, and I met her online, and that's about the time that FaceTime came out, the new iPhones came out, and so she had just kind of gotten that phone, and I just got that phone, and so I started talking to her and found out she went here and visited with her. And um, Were you living in Memphis at the time? No, I was um, working several different jobs. I was working at the Toyota plant as an industrial firefighter, and I was working at different fire departments. I would have different roles. I might be a firefighter one day, a sergeant, or maybe almost a chief one day in different places. So I would serve different roles, and I would drive here to see her, and she drove several times to the fire stations Hmm. to see me. And so that's how we... Peter... 
And I told her at one time I was a pastor, so she started talking to me. She wasn't going <laughs> to talk to me till I, I texted her and told her that. And she goes, well, that's interesting. I know most firemen have a second job. What's yours? That's funny. And so I told her I was a Baptist minister, and she she let me talk to her then. That's funny. <laughs> so what's some of, what uh, what do you and Dawn do for fun and relaxation? What's what's some of your all's go-to stuff? Well, uh, we love to go to concerts. We go to different concerts. We've been to James Taylor concert together. We've been to Sting together. We've been to the Heart concert. A lot of other concerts I can't even think of. ZZ Top or different things. We've a lot been of classic to, rock. A lot yeah, of good, classic yeah. rock. Levitt Shill. Yeah. We've been to a lot of Levitt Shill concerts. Yeah. But we love doing that. We love camping together. I kind of introduced Dawn to real camp or glamping, you can say, because it's, you know, air mattress and heated tent and you know, all the extras, but uh, we love to go camping and be out in nature and ride the motorcycle. Yeah. Good. Okay, so tell me about how how did you come to Christchurch? What led you to being on staff here at Christchurch? So I met, I met Dawn, and I started coming here on the weekends, and I had a large collection of Bible resources and different things, and I met the former pastor here, and I started serving. There was one of the guys that was working here that was doing the online, and he left. And when he left, that left a spot open, and so I started doing the weekends, doing the uh, study guides for the pastor and doing the online. So I was kind of the online pastor talking to people as they were watching the services. And so was that your first job at Christ yeah. Church? And then yeah. you did security for a little while, Yeah, correct? I did that. After that, I took on security full-time, and I brought guards in, and we did some changes like monitoring who comes in the front door, who comes in the offices, and so I did that for a while. And then uh, the men's ministry part came open, and during COVID, I met with a lot of guys over at Panera on Fridays outside. We met outside because you couldn't, you know, we weren't meeting at the church, so I met outside, and then on Fridays, I mean on Wednesdays, I taught online. I just recorded and videoed from the house on the deck outside most of the time. And Dawn helped me with that because the schools were shut down too. Yeah. What made you want to take the men's ministry job or to pursue it? What, what was it about it that you felt called to? Well, um, when I was pastoring before down in Mississippi, uh, we had what they call brotherhood where your church meets, you know, once a month. And I started inviting other churches let's meet together so about three churches we met together and combined those services and um, I just really feel like uh, a lot of times men are neglected in studying and talking together and so I just wanted to see if I could enhance that and encourage them and it really helped me because a lot of these guys Man, you, you just, it meant so much to them to meet at Panera together to have some fellowship during COVID because that was very, you know, a very separated time in people's lives, and so they could be outside and fellowship, and it it really made a difference in their life. Well, that's men are not, you know, this is generalizing, but men are typically not going to be sharers or engaging. They're going to typically keep it surface level in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just very, they're not open to vulnerability in a lot of situations. Yes. So what's one of the ways that you've kind of, I mean, it seems like that's a really big important thing for you is to kind of get into people and getting to know their hearts a little bit. How have, 
How has that been challenging to you as well as how have you handled it? Well, you know, that's, you're, you're exactly right. That's not real easy. It takes months and sometimes years. Uh, I think it took me, I just stayed the course. I attended, as soon as I came here, I attended Power Hour, Brother Chris Carter, was over powwow really uh, respect him and appreciate his messages and his enthusiasm and encouragement and we built a good relationship so i came then and then fridays they pray uh, for people and they send out prayer cards and when i told dawn i was visiting that she kind of wept and she said tell them how much i appreciate those prayer cards they meant a lot to me when my husband was her husband had cancer and passed away and so uh, I just kept coming and coming and coming, and then I started filling in for Chris some, and then the position came open right near COVID, and uh, Chris said, you know, he said, would you be interested in that? And I said, man, I would. So that's how I got interested in men's ministry. That's great. Well, as we kind of start to wrap up, I have one more question. What about men's ministry excites you? What do you look forward to doing? in men's ministry? Man, uh, my vision would be that all different levels would meet together, younger men, older men, you know, and just getting started families. I've started uh, attending different Sunday school classes and tell them, you know, I'm in men's ministry. Also, I started gathering devotionals together that we could mail out monthly to men to kind of get us on the same page with some stuff. And so I really like it that we can do things together like I help start the grill team through Bobby Crenshaw. One of the men here told me about a church that had a grill team, and I knew found out we had a grill from another guy that was over men's ministry years ago. So we started using the grill and helping, and just the camaraderie and the fellowship and the brotherhood that comes through that. Well, that sounds great. Well, Mike, it sounds like you're, you're building a brotherhood in more ways than one. So I, I know the Congregation of Christ Church wants to thank you for your work and your service to Christ Church for the last almost 10 years. So Mike, I appreciate you coming in and talking to me today. This was great. I hope people get to know you a little bit better. Is there anything you want to leave the people with? Man, no, just pray for the men. And ladies, pray for the men. There we go. Yeah.